Hey there, folks, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, and we are still trying to figure out what happened to What If World and all the characters therein. So while we're waiting for your What If questions and ideas to help us tell the next few stories, we're going to replay a story from three years ago that's actually more of an activity, giving you some of the skills you might need to make your own stories. Now normally we jump right into our patron question, but we're gonna hold off a minute right now. See, I don't wanna give you any leading ideas about your story. I just wanna teach you one of the ways I like to tell stories. Now this is a fun creative exercise you can do with yourself or your friends and family collaboratively. Sometimes I just do it for fun when I'm not even trying to tell a story. But anyway, there are three main elements to this story, and I'll walk you through them one by one. Oh really, Mr. Eric? You're just gonna talk for like 15 minutes straight? Hey, Fred. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm like teaching a lesson. You know, I used to be a teacher. Yeah, but they don't want to just listen to you the whole time. When they go be listening to the dog with the tongue that's too long for his mouth. Fred, it's true. I, I do love listening to you. Maybe you can tell them about the very first thing we need for a fun story. Oh, oh, I know this because I'm always hanging around Mr. Eric when he's trying to come up with his what-if stories. And then he's like, oh, Fred the dog, I don't know what the story I'm gonna tell, can you help me? And I'm like, I got this Mr. Eric, and then I tell the story. That is not true, but that's how I remember it. Okay, Fred, I'll start by telling them. Oh, 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 before they start, Mr. Eric, don't they need anything, like pens or, or papers? I'm sure, if they want. You can always draw your ideas or write your ideas. Or, and this is especially important if you're driving, you can just remember your ideas. I'm looking at you, parents. The first thing you want is just your fun detail. Now, Mr. Eric likes to use your what-if questions for his fun detail. But when you're telling your own story, you can use anything in the world that makes you happy or interested. Or even things that make you feel a little spooky. Yeah, that's right, Fred. And this fun thing just has to be fun for you. Don't worry about making it fun for everyone in the whole wide world, okay? Because no matter how good your story is, there's gonna be someone out there who loves it and someone out there who does not care for it. So don't worry about that. Just worry, Just worry about, about picking a fun thing that you really want to talk about. Okay, you've got your fun idea. Could be a what-if question or just something you really like. So hold on to that idea or write it down or draw a picture of it and save it for later. Now the second thing you'll need is a safe place. Oh, hi, Fairlise. I didn't know I was going to get so much help teaching my lesson that I came up with. Oh, Alabaster Zero told me you were bombing out there, so I came to help. 
Oh, uh, thanks, I guess. Uh, tell us about the safe place. This is where your story will start. Someplace normal, or someplace comfortable. Maybe even someplace you feel bored. It doesn't have to be an actual safe or a bank vault. And it shouldn't be anything too unusual, because this helps ground our story. Yeah, thank you, Fairylise. So like a, a park, or your bedroom, or your classroom, or closet. Some place you've been a few times, and you're really familiar with. And finally, you need your strange place. That's right, Abacus. But I, I kind of really like talking about the, the strange, strange place. places where your story will take us. It's someplace unusual. Maybe it makes you a bit nervous. Maybe it makes you intrigued or excited. Yeah, maybe it's someplace you've never been. Or someplace or that some doesn't... Or someplace that doesn't even exist. Yeah, that. You could go to the moon or deep underground. You could go to the other side of the world. Or a deep, dark jungle. But the better you can imagine this strange place the stronger your story will be. So do you have your fun thing? And your safe place? And your strange place? I hope so, because now what I want you to do is tell a story where you go from the safe place to the strange place and back. And I want you to throw in your fun thing at some point to really shake the story up. Now for older kids, if you want your story to have a lesson, try to figure out how you can tie your lesson to this fun thing. Now I know all of this together sounds very confusing. Yeah, it started with three things, but then you just went through a lot really fast. Okay, okay. So I'll show you how I sometimes come up with a story by taking a fun thing, a safe place, and a strange place. So let's get our fun thing by using our patron Bruno's question. Hi, my name is Bruno, and I like dogs, and my question is, what if dinosaurs were alive today? Yes, I knew I was going to get in the story. So let's find out, what if dinosaurs were alive today? So we already have our fun thing. Dinosaurs are going to be alive. And Bruno told us he likes dogs, so I'm going to use Fred the dog as a character. But I still recommend you kids using yourself in your story, or a friend, family member, or fictitious character that you know really, really well. What do I need next? Your safe place. <laughs> no, they were supposed to guess it. Yes, the, our safe place. So you can close your eyes if this helps, unless of course you're a grown-up who's driving a car, in which case please keep your eyes open. But now you think of that safe place. I'll tell you mine, but it doesn't have to be yours. One of the many places I feel very safe and comfortable is the beach. My parents got our first house by the beach when I was eight years old, and I could always walk down to the ocean whenever I needed a little break. And so, once upon a time, Fred the dog went to the beach. Oh, I know it's here somewhere, said Fred, sniffing from sand dune to sand dune, from high tide to low. He was on the search for something that Fred is notorious for loving. I know I can smell that driftwood here somewhere. Just then, Fred saw a whole pile of driftwood sticks. 
Right by the edge of the rising tide, a big wave came, pushing all the smaller sticks farther and farther up towards Fred. They were so close he could just stretch out his tongue and snag one. But the big driftwood, the biggest stick in fact that Fred had ever seen outside of a tall tree still stuck in the ground, well that driftwood stick was too buoyant. So the wave just took it back out to sea. No, 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 I need that stick, gimme, gimme. Fred reached out with his tongue while jogging as fast as his little paws could carry him, and he wrapped his tongue around the stick, just as water crashed around him. Totally worth it. Fred said as he was dragged out to sea. Now, folks at home, you know better than to hang on to something that's drifting out to sea. But stories are a great way for us to play with mistakes and learn from them without having to make them in real life. So as Fred is getting pulled deeper and farther out to sea, can you think of a strange place for him to end up? Well, offshore from this little beach town where I grew up, there were several tiny islands where nobody lived. And I always dreamed of kayaking out to one all by myself and finding buried treasure. But I knew in real life that would have been a very unsafe decision. You think Fred knows that? Oh, oh I think he doesn't know that. I know I was asking the listeners, though, Abacus. Oh, 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 is Deserted Island, is that your strange place? Yes, Abacus, and we're just about to go there. Wave after wave had crashed over Fred. He went from holding on to the stick in order to chew it, to clinging to the stick for dear life. But finally, a wave tossed him ashore. Oh man, I'm going to have to walk the whole length of the beach to find my way. Oh boy. But Fred soon realized that this wasn't the same beach at all. Beyond the dunes, giant palm trees stretched up into the sky. And he heard a loud, distant, stomping, louder footsteps than he'd ever heard back home. It was a Brachiosaurus, and its long neck reached up to the tallest palm tree and... asked the Brachiosaurus, finally noticing Fred. I don't, I'm a dog. I mean, I'm Fred the dog. Who are you? Brianosaurus? What of it? Fred the dog got to know Brianosaurus and found out that she too had been swept away to this distant island, along with all the other vegetarian dinosaurs in search of bigger sticks. So you see, now we live in paradise, with all the biggest sticks we could ever need. I don't know, this island's pretty small. Oh, I know, but the sticks are so big. (laughs) Fred had a decision to make. Would he stay on this dinosaur island and enjoy the best sticks of his life for the rest of his life? Or would he give up the driftwood paradise? so that he could finally see his friends and family again. 
Well, okay, can I just eat one of these really big sticks and then go home? No, if you want to eat our sticks, you must be one of us forever. Oh, no fear. Oh, can you make me a big airplane out of the big sticks? I think you know the answer to that. Oh, you would you do. However, I can fling you with my tail. You should land pretty close to the shore. Fine, just fling me back. Oh, absolutely. Could you just please remove the six sticks that you hid very poorly underneath your tongue? What are you talking about? Uh, Fine. You'd think a Brachiosaurus would be too tall to see a little doggy with a stick. Oh, you should be thankful for my good eyes, because they let me see all the way back to your home. Are you ready? Oh, yeah, maybe just one more nibble and then I'll be ready. Hey, hello. Bye, Brianosaurus. Flung him all the way back to the shore of his home. Fred Doggy paddled the last few feet back up to the beach and saw another cluster of sticks about to get whisked away by a wave. Oh, delicious. Oh, and that one stick is so big. I'll never forget how to get the big sticks. But for today, I think the little ones will be enough. And so Fred grabbed his little stick, and, and then another one, and then uh, another stick, and okay, and then more sticks. How, how many are you going to grab, Fred? I was thinking like 347, maybe? And so Fred grabbed 347 sticks the end. Oh, and I was just about to start chewing them. <laughs> okay, I know that story wasn't as long as my typical stories. But I just wanted to demonstrate, and if I wanted to make it longer, then maybe Fred would have tried to stay for a while and chew some of these big sticks. And then that might have made it even harder to leave. Or maybe Fred could have convinced some of the dinosaurs to leave the island too, and go experience the big wide world for themselves. Or maybe he would have met the dinosaurs on a pirate ship rather than an island. There's any number of ways a story can go, just by swapping out your safe place, your strange place, and your fun thing. So take your own ideas and have fun with them. You can take turns writing or drawing stories and telling them to one another. You might even tell a story together, but that's a lesson for another day. Folks at home, What If World would not be here today without our Patreon supporters. They get ad-free episodes released a day early, a better chance of getting a question answered, a shout-out on the show, and more. So check us out at patreon.com slash whatifworld. You can also leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That helps our rank and helps people to find our show. I'd like to thank Karen O'Keefe, my co-creator, Craig Martinson for our theme song, and all you kids at home who know that your imagination is like a muscle. Flex it, use it, exercise it, and your imagination will grow just as fast as you do. Until we meet again, keep wondering.